Chapter Fifteen of the Magic Mimics in Oz by Jack Snow. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Fifteen, in the Chamber of Magic. When Queen Ra seized King Um by the arm and fled with him from the dining room, the mimic queen was alarmed. She realized it was useless to attempt to deceive Toto and she greatly feared the little dog would succeed in convincing the scarecrow and the others that something had happened to dorothy and the wizard fear lent speed to the queen's feet as she ran down the corridor dragging king um after her with toto in close pursuit she slammed the door of the chamber of magic and locked it just in time to prevent toto's entry then she flung herself in a chair gasping for breath when King Um, who was even more frightened than his queen, had got his breath and could speak, he said raspingly, So this is the way your plan works. A miserable dog robs us of success. Silence, commanded Queen Ra angrily. We are far from defeated. We still have time to find the magic spell, and we will. We were fools to give up the search and go to that silly dinner she concluded bitterly she turned to ozma's magic books and began feverishly leafing through them for perhaps ten minutes she continued her search fruitlessly flung carelessly on the floor at her side was a great pile of books through which she had previously looked in vain for the magic spell only four books remained to be searched through while king um watched her nervously the queen continued her frantic quest. Now only two books remained. The magic spell must be in one of these two volumes. Suddenly Queen Ra leaped to her feet with a cry of triumph. I have found it, she announced with exultation. She tore a page from the book and cast the volume to the floor. Come, she urged. Let us return to Mount Illuso as speedily as possible soon we will come again to oz but we will not be alone both ra and um laughed with wicked satisfaction just then the scarecrow called to dorothy and the wizard to open the door and admit them fools muttered queen ra in a short time you will all be my slaves pausing to pick up dorothy's magic belt Queen Ra walked to a large French window that looked down on the palace courtyard. Turning to King Um, she said, These hateful shapes can serve us no longer, so let us discard them and be on our way. Instantly the figures of Dorothy and the wizard vanished, and in their places appeared two great black birds with huge powerful wings. Just as Captain Bill burst open the door, and the Scarecrow and the rest crowded into the room, the birds flew from the window. The little group hurried to the window and looked out. High above the palace, and swiftly disappearing in the night, flew two enormous bat-like birds. The night was too dark, and the birds too far away, for any of the Oz people to see that one of the creatures clutched Dorothy's magic belt while queen ra had not yet learned how to command the many wonderful powers of the magic belt 
or she would most certainly have used the belt to transport herself and Oom to the mimic land in the twinkling of an eye. Nevertheless, she had no intention of leaving the valuable talesman behind to be used by the Oz people. More bewildered than ever, the Scarecrow and his companions turned from the window. "'I told you so,' declared Toto excitedly. "'You see?' those creatures were not dorothy and the wizard at all you are right said the scarecrow those great birds must be the same beings that we thought were dorothy and the wizard certainly replied toto you can see for yourself that dorothy and the wizard are not here it was true enough there was no trace of dorothy or the wizard in the chamber of magic but who were those creatures, and why did they want us to believe they were Dorothy and the Wizard? And what has happened to the real Dorothy and the Wizard? the Scarecrow asked helplessly. Why not look in the magic picture and find out? asked the patchwork girl as she danced about the room. Of course, the very thing, exclaimed the Scarecrow. Why didn't I think of that myself? Because your brains are of an extraordinary quality retorted Scraps, and you can't be expected to think common-sense thoughts. The magic picture, which hung on a wall in Ozma's boudoir, was one of the rarest treasures in all Oz. Ordinarily, the picture presented merely an attractive view of a pleasant countryside with rolling fields and a forest in the background. But when anyone stood in front of the picture and asked to see a certain person anywhere in the world, the painted picture faded and was replaced by the moving image of the person named and his or her surroundings at that exact time. The scarecrow and his companions gathered about the magic picture, and the straw man said solemnly, I want to see Dorothy and the wizard. Instantly the painted scene faded, and in its place appeared the interior of Hilo's little cottage. Dorothy and the wizard were just about to sit down to the food Mrs. Hilo had prepared for them. "'I wonder who those two funny little people are,' murmured Trot, fascinated by the quaint appearance of Mr. and Mrs. Hilo. "'They are not familiar to me,' observed the Scarecrow reflectively, "'nor have I ever seen a cottage quite like that one in the Land of Oz.' For a time, the group watched in silence while Dorothy and the wizard ate their food and conversed with Mr. and Mrs. Hilo. But at length, as nothing of importance occurred, the Scarecrow said, Even though we don't know where Dorothy and the wizard are, at least the magic picture has shown us they are safe for the moment and we don't need to worry about them. Why not use Dorothy's magic belt to wish Dorothy and the wizard back here in the palace? Trot asked suddenly, as she stared at the images in the magic picture. An excellent suggestion, agreed the Scarecrow, his face beaming. Trot, I believe you have solved our problem, he said admiringly. The Scarecrow knew that when Dorothy was not wearing her magic belt on a journey, it was always kept in Ozma's chamber of magic. So the straw man went there himself to get the belt. A few minutes later he returned and announced gloomily, It's gone. The magic belt is nowhere in the chamber of magic. Either Ozma took it with her or it has been stolen. 
The magic picture has shown us that Dorothy is not wearing the belt. Disappointment was reflected on everyone's face, and for a moment no one spoke. Then the Scarecrow declared, My friends, there remains only one more thing for us to do. What is that? asked Captain Bill. One of us must leave immediately for Glinda's castle in the Quadling country to consult Glinda's great book of records. The book will provide us with a complete account of all that has happened to Dorothy and the wizard. A wise suggestion, agreed Captain Bill. Who will go? I will, volunteered Dorothy's Uncle Henry quickly. I want to do everything possible to bring Dorothy back to us, and it appears to me we can't do much of anything until we know what has happened to her. Good, exclaimed the Scarecrow. You can leave at once. I will order Ozma's wooden sawhorse to carry you to Glinda's castle and back. But even though the sawhorse is swift and tireless, you will not be able to make the journey, consult the great book of records, and return to the Emerald City before Ozma and Glinda come back day after tomorrow. That is too bad. The disappearance of Dorothy and the wizard and all this mystery will not provide a very cheerful homecoming for Ozma and Glinda. But at least we shall have the information contained in the great book of records, and then Ozma and Glinda will know best what to do. Uncle Henry kissed Aunt Em goodbye and hurried to the royal stable where the sawhorse was waiting for him. I understand, said the queer steed, whose body and head were made from a tree trunk, that we're going to Glinda's castle in the Quadling country. That's right nodded uncle henry and this is no pleasure trip so go as fast as you can glancing at uncle henry for a moment from one of his eyes which were knots in the wood the sawhorse turned as soon as uncle henry was mounted and dashed down the stable driveway into the street leading to the gates of the emerald city once outside the city the sawhorse ran so swiftly that its legs, which were merely sticks of wood, which Ozma had caused to be shod with gold, fairly twinkled. It sped with a rolling, cradle-like motion over fields and hills, and Uncle Henry had to hold on for dear life. Perhaps I should explain that Glinda's Great Book of Records is a marvelous book in which everything that happens— from the slightest detail to the most important event taking place anywhere in the world, is recorded the same instant that it happens. No occurrence is too trivial to appear in the book. If a naughty child stamps its foot in anger, or if a powerful ruler plunges his country into war, both events are noted in the book as of equal importance. The huge book lies open on a great table occupying the center of Glinda's study and is bound to the table by large chains of gold. Next to Ozma's magic picture, Glinda's great book of records is the most valuable treasure in Oz. The Scarecrow knew that by consulting this wonderful book, Uncle Henry would be able to discover exactly what had happened to Dorothy and the wizard. The Scarecrow and Scraps, having no need for sleep, sat before the magic picture all night long, conversing quietly, and occasionally glancing at the images of Dorothy and the wizard as the picture showed them sleeping in Hilo's cottage. The rest of the Oz people retired to their bedrooms, 
but none of them slept well that night. They were far too worried over the plight of Dorothy and the wizard to rest easily. End of chapter 15